Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> okay. I've got a pop quiz for you. What do you do when you have an unknown number pop up on your cell phone late at night? Well, in the evening. Normally, I ignore it. But and after last night, I will be answering it. Why? Because I don't know if you people know this, but when you accidentally call emergency services on your cell phone, they will call you back. And if you don't answer the phone, guess who's got a police officer shining a light in their face at 930 at night? Yeah, you heard boom, boom, boom. Yes. All right. They didn't knock like that. Uh, he kind of did. He kind of did. And then you've got a dog in the back thinking somebody's trying to break in going bananas and you open the door and he's like, we got a phone call. Why, yes, you did. My husband hit the wrong button. And by dog, you mean 41 inch at the shoulders, 220 pound, all black Great Dane going. Yes. And he's just looking at me and I'm like, everything is fine. We're going to bed. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation. I mean, I would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Hello, everyone. So how are you dealing? You're on what, week four? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what number week it is. I don't even know what day it is. I don't know why you don't agree with the hierarchy that I've set forth for the teaching of our children. Every, oh, hold mean, on, time out, time out. Every school has a principal. Uh-huh. I'm more qualified to be a principal due to higher educational accomplishments. Oh, really? So, therefore, I'm the principal, you're the teacher, and that's why you do the teaching. Okay, well, the kids are going to be spending the next couple of days in the principal's office because the teacher's about had it. <laughs> Full time... A, what do they call that? In-service? No, a in-school suspension? Yes. With you. While you're locked in our room, quote-unquote, working. Oh, when don't you're give really me looking at eBay. Don't give me quote-unquote. And I'm downstairs dealing with the hooligans. So where do you want to start the show today? I've been getting a lot of questions about uh, investing in oil and energy. And we want to give you some pitfalls or things to look at to be careful with that. But I know there's a news article that you wanted to discuss today as well. Yeah, probably at some point. But just so you're all aware, <laughs> still going. 
still going. If you weren't with us last <laughs> week, or you were with us, just not with us, right? You were here, but not with us. Um, Vanessa, That's the sound of the unemployment phone number, and I have been calling it for a week straight. Because Vanessa was fired. I was laid off. Everybody was laid off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not everybody. Some companies have stayed open. Okay, well, mine is not considered <laughs> essential, even well, though there are people who think it is. Neither is mine. Point being, you had to file for unemployment. Yes, and now apparently they've decided there's something wrong with my application, and I still haven't gotten paid, and I can't get through to anybody. Sent two emails, tried to get on chat every day, multiple times a day, and called that phone number. And at this time, you've called probably, I would say, approximately 3,000 times? Probably. And about, because I went ahead and did a 100 call test for you one day. Yes, you did. And then I was able to look at your call history as well. Mm-hmm. And when call history, I know when it rang busy because you didn't actually get seconds on it. And right. I know when you actually got through because it'd be like a one minute call. So about three. Which, by the way, when you get through, you go through all the prompts Hold and on. it immediately I, drops you. Yes. So about 3% of the time, from what I could tell, you actually get through. You are such a nerd. You went through and figured that out on my phone? Yes. <laughs> okay. That took me two seconds. Little, Somebody's bored in quarantine. A little scroll action. It was 2 to 3%. But of that, once you go through their uh, prompt system, mm-hmm. you get this. Click. Right. You get this. Thank you for applying via phone as opposed to online. Due to high, heavy... Heavy call volumes, your wait time is approximately two hours. Beep, beep, beep. Click. Mm -hmm. That's what you get. Now, the little message says you are only allowed to call the line if you are applying, not if you have a question because you've already applied and you haven't gotten anything. The live chat doesn't work online, and you really just can't do anything. I thought the live chat was shut down now. That's what I'm saying, is it doesn't work. The response you get is, live chat is temporarily shut down. Thank you for trying. End of live chat. So people wonder why people are very upset about this. That is why. Well, I mean, part of the order is backwards. I was reading an article today that said, uh, apparently the guy smokes pot. I can buy... <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I can buy dirt to grow pot, but I can't buy dirt, seeds, and seeds, which I thought he was going a different direction. He goes, to grow vegetables. Well... That's actually a legitimate point. From a pothead. <laughs> I can buy stuff to smoke a drug that I don't really need, but I can't buy stuff to grow food now, that's going to keep me alive. The dispensaries will argue that they are essential for protecting life. Right, for medical purposes. But either way, that's still backwards. I can't buy stuff so I can make my own food to stay out of the grocery store or mm-hmm. grow my own food to stay out of the grocery store. But I can buy it to make drugs. Right. I don't get it. So today's show, we've got time for two things after our, your little unemployment rant. It well was a follow-up. It was a good follow-up. Well-deserved. I'm with you. We are going to talk about oil stock and how to, or ETFs, how to, which are exchange-traded funds, which is basically generally a mutual fund that trades like a stock, to yeah. make it simple. Um However, not only are we going to talk about that, but there was a surprising quote from our governor here in Michigan, Governor Whitmer, mm-hmm. 
about abortion this week. Yes, there was. And I know it's a little early, but if we get into it now, we're going to take a break at a weird point. Right. Let's take our first break. There's only two in the show. We'll take our first one now. When we come back, if you haven't seen it, it just happened a few days ago. We're going to, we'll cue you in, clue you in, not cue you in, clue you in. We'll inform you. As to what you've missed. About whether or not abortions are essential. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Legacy Financial Network. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit us at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. Welcome back, everyone, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. You can join us on Twitter. We still have not gotten very good at that, even in quarantine, but at Fireproof Show on Twitter. We have gained more followers. I think we're up to like 143, <laughs> despite everything we've been doing. I- I'm going to say this, and I, I, this is probably the wrong thing to say, but when you look through some people's profiles... You're almost embarrassed they're, they're following you. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. Like, uh, there mm. is that. There are some interesting people out there. But like, hey, to each his own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't go down the rabbit hole of what you found out on some people's profiles. We don't have time for oh, that today. Oh, man, there was one that was just Bad. Weird. Yes. Anyway, so you cannot go and get your hip replaced. You cannot go and get your shoulder fixed. But... According to our governor, mm-hmm. stay home and stay safe unless you need to go out and get an abortion. Because it's... life It's a life-sustaining procedure. Now, that's what I think sounds ridiculous. And I get it. She, he, she quotes that a woman's health care, her whole future, her ability to decide if and, and I'm quoting, if and when she starts a family is not an election. It's a fundamental to her life. However, you can't call something that ends a life life sustaining correct that uh, i'm trying to see who this was from i love the way she put it uh president of the right to life of michigan barbara listing says it's not elective abortions so not ones that put the you know the mother's health at risk right not like if you have a serious issue that's going to end up killing both mother and child yeah, anyway like it's got three arms and is going to claw its way back in I was thinking more so like if it attached in a fallopian tube, and I can't remember what that's called, but that kills people. Oh. <laughs> but anyway. But, um, but what she said was elective abortions sustain lifestyles, not sustain life. Right. I mean, that I thought that was an incredibly accurate response. Mm-hmm. Right. Because... I'm sorry, but if you can't even go into, like, if you can't even go into a hospital, like, your mom has to have a stint put in her leg. Right. 
she's got quite a bit of blockage that is hindering her lifestyle. Right. She can't go get that done yet. So well, and so off the street can walk in and quick go get an abortion and can't do the activities that are being described as life sustaining like exercise. Correct. Right. And she can't walk 200 feet without being in severe pain because that artery is blocked. Right. So this highlights. I mean, and I'm not trying to be political here. And I know every time somebody says they're not trying to be political, they're generally being political. <laughs> Case in point, you. <laughs> no, but it really, this that abort. Yes or no? Abor- elective abortions is a political issue that's highly divisive. Yes, absolutely. So then why even Bring answer? Yeah, acknowledge that in this time. Right. Because when you do that, you're saying here's, I, I think, and, and I, I totally see how I could be biased from the standpoint that I don't believe in abortions and I understand that different things happen and we've talked to our kids about it and you know, our kids growing up the way they have, our oldest kind of said, well, I don't see how you could ever believe in it. And I gave him a story. I said, what if we were camping? And I go, you got to understand and be empathetic to other people's point of view. That doesn't mean they're right. But when you understand it, it changes you a little bit. I said, what if we were camping and the three of us, or the, I guess the four of us, we went out, mom stayed behind and somebody did a bad thing to her. And now this evil, ugly, big, burly dude um, makes you pregnant. Right. I go, would you want that as a, as a brother? And he was really speechless, dumbfounded from that. Right, because it has not been explained to him in those terms before. But that... But he's also 12. Right. So... But I go, so in that moment, in that case, we would have a different opinion. But when you can make an opinion void of emotions, that's when things change. So I I get it. All that was to say, I understand how I can be biased against this. But it seems to me when you make a ruling, I'll call it, Mm -hmm. that you're showing your political viewpoint or bias. Because you're saying all this other stuff is shut down. Right. So why would you not just clump it in with these other things and say, hey, like no one, and and their argument was, is this a, you know, like a, um, what do they call marijuana? A a gateway, right? A gateway drug. Is this a gateway to eventual, you know, uh, abolition of abortions? Well, is this a gateway to the eventual uh, elimination of elective surgeries? Right. I mean, in the name, it says elective abortion. Right. And elective surgery. Now, I think it's a surgery. I mean, yeah. they. Yeah, so, watch this. Elective surgery is banned. Elective abortion, which is a surgery, is... Not banned. Makes no sense. Right. You can't pick and choose. If you're going to sit here and say this is not going to happen because you could get the virus, blah, 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 you have to go into a medical facility to get it done. Right. I don't agree with it. But here's the thing you do. You follow the law. You made a law that bans landscaping. Right. Where most people are outside by themselves. A contactless employment. Right. We had a... And for the major point was what? Why these things have to be shut down? So that you don't get the virus. And how how do they get the virus? Because they go to a gas station and they fill up. Watch this. Watch this. I am not in politics. And I understand I'm brilliant. (laughs) Okay. Well, moving on. Hold on. Let me throw a bombshell. I figured out how to prevent getting the virus at a gas station because it can live on this stainless steel. Scientifically proven fact. So you do what the grocery stores are doing. Oh, you wipe it down. That's right. We have wipes. Yeah, Clorox. 
Oh man. Which you you could you could spray it down. Right. You or could you get could a- have gloves because they have gloves for diesel. You right. could make gloves available for everything. Or you could even shut it down and make it full service. Yeah. Hmm. So only one person is touching the pump. Period. That's weird. In the car. It's amazing. Yes. The different. Although I do have to say, what is super funny? So I was Friday. I stopped into the office. I check messages. I try and take care of people. Mm-hmm. Meyer didn't have a bunch of stuff for shipped, and I'm going to be quite honest. I really wanted a Starbucks, and there's a Starbucks in the DNW in Grand Haven. Yes. <laughs> Let's be serious. I had ulterior, ulterior motives. We're aware. But we needed a couple of things. So I followed the rules. I followed the lines on the pavement that tell you where you can go in and out or whatever. Grabbed a basket, grabbed my handful of stuff, got to the checkout. Stayed my six feet back, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Get done processing everything. And I looked at the cashier and I said, okay, so what do I do with the basket? And she looked at me. Because you take your card out, you put it in the car corral, they bring it back and they wipe it down. Mm -hmm. She goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I've used this. I'm not taking it out to my car. I'm going to bring it back to where the baskets sit. But if right. I stick it in top, it hasn't been cleaned. Right. Oh. And where do most people stick it? On top of the pile. Because they stack it. <laughs> so pretty much all of the baskets you've been grabbing are contaminated. <laughs> all right. Let's take our last break. When we come back, we're actually going to talk about financial things. Um but you know what? It's our show. That's what we get to do. Right. We're going to talk about oil. Is oil a good investment right now? And if so, how do you do it and not lose your shirt? Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. All right, and we're back for the third and final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. It's always our pleasure. Remember, you can join us on Twitter at Fireproof Show. On Twitter. I know, but it, it just feels so abrupt to say at Fireproof Show. Oh, because you want the dot com? Yes. <laughs> or you can hashtag us. I don't even know how that works. At Fireproof Your Finances. I've done it. Oh, I really? I don't know where it goes. I just press hashtag. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not even really sure what it does, but... You can do it if you wish. Oh, oh. What? I know we got to talk about oil. We Mm -hmm. have to talk about something finance related, but you need to tell everybody about the message you got (laughs) at your office. (laughs) So first of all, the show, while it is sponsored by Legacy Financial Network, is not operated by Legacy Financial Network. I understand that I own both companies, but we are separate. So anyway, somebody calls into our office and we got a complaint. We got a complaint about the siren noise at the beginning of the show. I mean, number... And so here's what the guy said. It's... Um, he's pulled over numerous times when he's been listening to the show, which to me is like, why do you... Thanks for listening. But if we've got you once, how'd we get you a second time? Right. You know it's coming. And furthermore, he's like... and. I was driving, I pulled over because the siren, and there was a bunch of cars ahead of us, or ahead of me pulled over too, so I know I wasn't the only one. Dude, I appreciate you like our show. 
I also know not that many people listening. You're acting like you're on 96 and everybody's on the <laughs> bailout. No. So to say thank you for listening, I've got a little gift for you. And that's an air raid. And <laughs> and how about this one? And I think I got one more. Yes, I do. And for all of you driving on 96, you can thank me. The road is now open. All congestion. <laughs> gone. <laughs> My response was, well, did, because um, you didn't actually get the no. message your um, office manager did. I said, well, did she respond to him and go, why were you in your car? Are you essential? We <laughs> <laughs> got that. Oh, but it was only a message. Man, so. When the police officer came last night, I really wish I knew that he was coming or I saw it. I would have gone downstairs and played. What do you think he would have done if he walked up to the house and he hears I don't know <laughs> I would have asked him to arrest you at that point I would have been like dude he hit me take him away he would have brought me back do you know why because the whole way to the prison or jail or whatever it is, I would have been singing this. Yeah. Yeah. Back to seriousness, Vanessa. Oil. Oil. You said you've had a lot of people actually ask you if they should buy into oil right now. And it's actually something I've been recommending to some of my clients because here's what we're doing. Some people, we don't believe, we've had the same message for over a decade, don't risk income dollars. So if there are dollars that you're going to need in the next five years, you shouldn't be risking them. Right. Number one fundamental finance. Every single book on finance will say this. Emergency fund. Right. Three to six months. Right. It's amazing the number of you people out there listening. Boy, that just sounded like I was a 1950s male. But the number of people listening who have an advisor and you don't have an emergency fund. Right. Which actually is really funny because... I was at the office checking messages and the auto place that rents space from us mm -hmm. and does windshields, they were swapping out vehicles or something. I don't know. They popped in and couldn't get in, so I let them in. And he said one of his employees said immediately, because they're considered essential, lay me off. I just want to go on unemployment. I'll make more. Well, it's been four weeks and he's having the same problem I'm having. Right. And then his response to his employer was, oh, I can't pay my mortgage. And he kind of looks at me and he goes, and my response was, if you can't pay your mortgage after a month, you've got bigger issues, my friend. Right. So the <laughs> first fundamental financial planning, emergency fund. Right. Number two, fundamental to investing. Don't risk dollars that you're not going to put into the market for at least five years. Right. It's not The, the volatility is too great. Because we show you over 30 years, look at what it looks like. Yeah, but over five years, it can be drastically different. Correct. Our thing is, if you're risking dollars that you can't afford to risk, dollars that you're likely to use in the next five years, we're not going to risk anymore. And so if you're, you know, somebody coming on board with us right now, they're like, but Mike, I just lost 30% or 20%, whatever that number is on these dollars. Mm -hmm. It was 100 now it was 80. Right. I don't want to sell now. 
Well, here's the deal. How do you know it's not going to go lower? Right. But it's still hard. Let's say they got 200 grand and 100. They're going to they're likely to start needing in the next 5 years because of retirement. Right. Telling them, "Well, it, yeah, it was 100, but now it's 80. You can't afford to lose it. We got to you know, I'll say we'll lock in those losses, right? By by going conservative. That's a hard pill to swallow." Right. But here's what we can do with the other 100. We can jack up the risk a little bit on the other 100. So that way because we know those dollars we're going to be able to let sit for 5 years. Right. Like I was working with somebody yesterday, we moved about 80% of their 401k. About 20% was left in a Roth 401k. <clears throat> so he had about 40,000 left in the 401k in a Roth. Okay. And then um, there's a little, uh, that's a little off of the, the percentages, but whatever. Let's, let's call it 40. And then 160 came over to us. We'll use those numbers. Okay. I put 100,000 really, really safe mm-hmm. for future income. Yep. I put about 30 of the 60 that came over short term, short term instruments, but still safe, safe and liquid. And then 30 aggressive. And then the 40 left in the Roth aggressive. And that was his question. He's like, well, how am I going to make up some of these losses? I go, number one, I'm not completely sure the market's done going down. Right. The market is a reflection of the earnings of these companies. And right now the market's down 20, 25%. I go, so when companies start releasing their earnings, what's the likelihood that we find that their earnings have been impacted more than 20 or 25%? He looks at me and he goes, well, that's really good. Like a really good chance. I go, so if we find out they lost 40% of their earnings, why wouldn't their stock dip more? Right. right. So I said, I'm not convinced that it's done. What we can do though, I told him is, why don't we take more risk in some areas, areas that we know we can maintain mm-hmm. that we won't need? He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, let's, let's, really juice up the risk in the 401. So we took half the 401 with the S&P 500. That's a overall barometer of the US stock market. Right. And then I said, let's take the other half and let's find an energy sector, mutual fund or ETF Mm -hmm. within your 401k. Because energy has just been plummeted. Right. I mean, they were excited that oil barrels were up to $13. But I said, well, why don't we, you know, invest some in oil? I said, I don't think America's, Americans' appetite towards oil is going to suddenly go away, that the world as it industrializes will suddenly stop using oil. I don't think everyone has converted to a Tesla yet. Correct. Crude oil, basically, could triple in value and still only be half of what it was, Right. based on where it's at today. Mm-hmm. So some of the questions I'm asked, though, uh, and I've got questions from individuals saying, hey, I, I just want to put a thousand bucks into something. What should I buy? And there's these things called ETFs. And what we got to be careful of with the ETF is there's, we've introduced something called leverage, leverage ETFs. Now, I don't have enough time, nor do I think most people care for me to go in depth about a leveraged ETF. Here's what I want you to know about a leveraged ETF. Mm-hmm. It's not intended as a rule of thumb you don't hold them more than a day or two. Most are designed to be held one day. Now, how many people listening, do you think, are looking to try to trade every day on something? Not very many. Very few. The mechanics, the internal mechanism of these leverage ETFs mean you don't you don't hold them long term. Right. And here's an issue. Like looking at ticker symbol USO, it's one of the biggest uh, funds. Mm-hmm. Because of how it invests, reading an article here from Financial Post, I think this originally started from Bloomberg, possibly just looking right here, mm-hmm. Bloomberg News from Luke Kawa. But if you go through here, it talks about how th- it's unprecedented. Th- this ETF could actually have a negative. Now, it's not possible to have a negative price, but because of how they buy futures contracts in here, that the asset value of the 
this ETF. You could buy it now. Could literally be a negative value. And there's no real saying, like we we don't even know who would be responsible for it if that happened. Right. So I guess my point is, yes, I think right now is a good time to buy into the energy sector. But I think it needs to be sporadic. I think it needs to be controlled. And it needs to be a small amount. And understand when you're doing that, you might lose it. True. Just because oil will always be there, if you buy something that doesn't fully um, index just to the price of oil, then it may work in a way that's different than what you understood. Right. So my advice to you, if you want to get an oil, find a oil index or mutual fund, an energy one that exposes you to some oil, or buy some companies like a, like a BP or an Exxon Mobil, companies that you feel won't go in. And I'm not saying they won't. I'm just saying companies right, you yeah, we, feel. At this point, we have no idea what's going on. And do it that way. Be careful on some of these ETFs that are indexed to oil futures. Because technically, when you buy them long-term, because the price of short-term futures tends to lag or be lower than long-term futures mm-hmm. in oil, over time, it actually is fading, drifting towards a zero price. If you hold it long-term, not short-term like it's intended, it fades to a zero, uh, a zero return. That being said, we're out of time for today. It's always a pleasure. Until next week, we are your hosts. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances with Michael and Vanessa Markey. Want to listen to past shows or get in touch with Michael or Vanessa? Head over to twitter.com slash fireproofshow or go to fireproofradio.net. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.